1: Hey folks, it's Lyle. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about a new thing I'm doing where you can help support my lizard endeavors by becoming a premium member of this podcast over at therapygecko.supercast.com. Premium members or Geck legends as I call them. We'll be able to get every new and existing episode of Therapy Gecko completely ad-free. You'll also get a bonus podcast episode once a month, a bonus live show episode once a month from all of the live shows I've been doing around the world, a members only live stream once a month. Plus, you'll also support my ability to continue, hopefully, doing this podcast for a long time, doing it around the world, and also supporting my ability to occasionally go eat a slice of of pizza go to therapygecko.supercast.com or find the link in the episode description to become a geck legend today all right let's get into the episode
2: call from crow hello hi hi how are you hi good um so i'll get right into what i would like to talk about i've been uh wanting to talk about for a long time um so, per se, you are going to um, hook up or date somebody, and you only have a singular butt cheek. Do you uh, do you feel that you must discuss or preface to that person that you are missing an ass cheek?
1: Well, look, you 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 said must.
2: Um, I guess not must, but like you. Um, Would it be a good idea? To
1: them? Obligated? Uh, forget about obligated and must, because those are what is uh, there's no authority in this in this universe that you're oh, yeah, no, course, operating in. So, uh, are you talking about for your own sake?
2: Um, it's something that has happened to me in the past that I just think about a lot. I I have both of my butt cheeks, but I have
1: met people who have not. 've had you've met multiple people who don't have how did I'm trying to I'm imagining in my head what that does that look like a guy well, with I can't one leg everybody
2: had. um so like in in the instance of somebody that I had dated before who didn't say anything um about it it was kind of like Nemo's little fin where there was like a little bit of, a little bit of cushion on the skin but no cheek
1: cushion on the skin but no cheek so was was it was his ass completely flat
2: um he had the other cheek um but his um he had a good portion of his other one amputated after he got MRSA
1: after he got what MRSA is that a butt cheek disease
2: uh it's uh infection in your blood I think
1: oh okay Okay, so this is not you. Okay, because I thought you had one butt cheek and you were debating whether not to tell people. This is you have somehow. This is you're like a statistical anonymity. You've hooked up with multiple guys that only have one butt cheek.
2: No, just just the one. But I can't assume everybody has two butt cheeks. After I've met like somebody that hasn't, so I just try not to like.
1: That's you know what. That's good. It's good. You you shouldn't assume anything. Um, but you know, can I just? This has nothing to do with anything. But I like. a girl hooking up with a guy. You, I feel like f- from the woman's perspective, you don't really see. I'm like when I'm thinking about various sexual positions, you don't even really see the guy's butt that much.
2: No, that's 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 why it like took a while for me to like kind of find out. It was just like changing even... in the room with me, and I was like, "Are you, are you missing a butt cheek?" And he was just like so natural. He was like, "Yeah."
1: Well, he well, he, I mean, he was nonchalant because that's his life. But for you, it's like yeah. holy shit, this guy's missing a butt cheek. But no, I, I'm also, trying to think of any. I don't think there. I'm trying to think of any sexual position where you are even looking at a guy's butt, unless if you would be like pecking him.
2: Yeah, that I can't think of as any either. The thing is, he also had an entire um, upper row of teeth, an extra one behind his front, or yeah, behind his upper teeth. And uh, I used to make the joke to him, how many teeth can you trade for a butt cheek? And he'd get so mad.
1: <laughs> he sounds like you are bullying this man.
2: Oh, entirely.
1: <laughs> Why did you guys meet?
2: Uh, we went to school together.
1: Okay. Um. And so you okay? And you started this conversation by asking me if I feel as though somebody is obligated to uh, disclose their missing butt cheek before hooking or up Or if somebody, personally
2: correct. you would be like, hey, I, I'm missing a butt cheek.
1: Um, are you saying that because – did you feel swindled? Did you feel as though you signed up for a, a full-cheeked man and, and received a single-cheeked man? What was the deal? No, no,
2: not not at all. I just was, like, reflecting on the situation myself because, like, um, I need to, like, walk with crutches and stuff. And sometimes, like, if I were to meet somebody, like, that I was first talking to online, I would preface and Like, oh, yeah, I – I walk with crutches, and I was just like, "I wonder if I'd do that if I was missing a butt
1: cheek."
2: Um it's not a disability or anything,
0: I know. Well,
1: I think if I were, well, um, it would depend. I don't think I would bring it up on the first. I wouldn't bring it up at dinner. I would probably, if I, I would probably, if I only had one butt cheek, and I was getting intimate with somebody new. I would probably bring it up like <laughs> right before we would take our clothes off. Just so that they're not um thrown off.
2: Yeah, it's like you you know, you ask like the STD question, you ask the butt cheek question. I'd get everything on the table.
1: So ever since you met this guy, have you started asking men how many butt cheeks they have? And if so, how is that how what have the responses been like?
2: I've thought about it, um, I never have, and everybody since has had both of their butt cheeks.
1: Mm. Um. Did but, now the did you did you did you have a problem with the lack of the butt cheek? Did it was it a no? A, did it impede your sexual experience at all? Uh, n- no,
2: and I mean it's made a funny story for the the ra- remainder of my days. That's so um, funny
1: that you... You were making fun of this guy for having no, uh... What the fuck was that? Did you hear that just now? No. Okay, never mind. Uh, all right, we can cut that part out. Um, or we can leave it down. I do give a fuck. Anyway. All right. Um, oh, it's just it's funny to me that you were making fun of this guy uh, for, like, having one butt cheek, and he, got, he was upset by that. And now, uh, however many years it's been since you... Um, Stop talking to him. You continue to you can you continue to bully him for having one butt cheek.
2: Oh yeah, he tried to kill me. It's fine.
1: <laughs> How did he try to kill you?
2: Um, he uh, held me up against the wall by my neck and then pushed a knife to my stomach.
1: Oh Jesus Please. Christ! Well, yeah, you know, I think did, it
2: might have been all the anger from his butt cheek being gone. I think it really like tore him apart.
1: Or so this is did you like date this guy, or you were just kind of hooked yeah. up with him?
2: Yeah, I dated this guy for like a year.
1: How did what? How did things escalate to that?
2: Oh, I don't. I, he was he's a little a little unhinged. He just kind of wanted to do the the thing of being like, I want to prove to you that I could kill you so that you're, like, kind of afraid of me, so I'm going to, like, kind of try to kill you. Holy fuck. We didn't stay together much longer after
1: that. Yeah, I feel like that would turn me off of one-cheeked men forever. I would... uh, If I were you, I would forever look at uh, the lack of two cheeks as an indicator of something much darker.
0: Yeah,
2: we should, like... Maybe on dating profiles or
1: something. It's yeah. like, all right, age, height, zodiac sign, butt cheek status. Yeah. Not necessarily. I there are probably guys listening to this who only have one butt cheek that are like, it's not all of us. But
0: There's you're one for what? You're one for one,
1: one <laughs> on single cheeked guys being maniacs. <laughs> how's your how's your uh, like uh, dating life now? Are you are you with the two a two cheeker?
2: Yep, he's got he got at both of his cheeks, and maybe a few nice. extra in his basement.
1: That 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 makes him sound worse than the first guy. What you just? said.
2: <laughs> no, not at all. He's he's great. We live together.
1: That's good. The so happy life. Um, well, Crow, is uh, there anything else that you wanted to, um, talk about before we go?
2: Honestly, I. I think that was it. I
3: got my
1: answer. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you too. I I wish you many more years of not getting threatened by knife point and of living <laughs> a happy, healthy, beautiful life. What do you what do you do what do you do with your life? I I'm know. a full time artist. Oh, cool. What do you what kind of art do you make?
2: Um, so I make a lot of it out of recycled toys. I have a, um, project with waste conservation, um, of teaching like classes at libraries and stuff of, uh, kids and adults on how to make different objects for things. So they don't go in the garbage.
1: Nice. What? So like you take things that people you'll take like a cup and turn it into a Barbie.
2: Um, more like we'll take old Barbies and tear them apart and turn the heads into earrings. Or um, my main thing is we'll take old like teddy bears and stuff and we'll we'll gut them and everything and then we'll turn them into bags
1: or backpacks. Oh, dude, you make the kind of shit from like Sid's room from Toy Story.
2: Yeah, I've heard that one a lot. That's a that's a nickname.
1: <laughs> so you make terrifying but, uh, looking toys.
2: Oh, I, I've done that before, too. Some of them are genuinely really cute, but, like, a lot of times people request that I make them a bag and they, like, want an extra head on it or something. Like, oh, okay, I could do that. I'm like, well, I got this body laying around. So, like, I made, like, an elephant body baby head purse. That one's so for sale. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever made a doll with one butt cheek? That kind of sounds like it's in the same vein.
2: I, I didn't, but that sounds like a very therapeutic art project. Um, Would it be therapeutic or
1: would it be like a reminder?
2: I'm not sure. One of my recent art pieces that I did is I took a um, big ball gown skirt and I I like sewn a bunch of old toys and stuff that was like from my house and stuff as a kid and some new ones too. And my partner and I went out the backyard and we lit the toys and stuff on fire. So they're all singed and melted and burned. And then I... uh, Put it on a mannequin, and the piece was called "Let Go," and mm. there was a little sign on the front that said "Let Go."
1: I like that; it's cool. Do you, when you're looking at the toys melting, do you are you imagining them screaming in your head?
2: Um, no, not necessarily. It was kind of windy that day, so as the toys are melting, I'm going, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" And my partner's like whacking fire with a oven mitt.
1: Mm. This is quite you, and this is your full time job—is making these these crazy things.
2: Yeah, I have an Etsy store um, and everything too, so that's been like part of my uh, income as well. But yeah,
1: drop your shit. What's your Instagram?
2: Um, Casual underscore crow.
1: Casual underscore crow. All right, I'll check out. What's the most fucked up looking thing you've ever made?
2: Um. Okay, so this one. There was a two-part series where I had um, a Mario body that was a backpack with Chuck E. Cheese's head, and that one was named Ratface Stanley. Rat and then there was Stan. another one that was Luigi's body with Garfield's head that was Garfo.
1: Man, are you afraid? Are you ever afraid that like Nintendo is going to come after you, or who makes Garfield? Oh. The Garfield's lawyers kind of,
2: kind of deal. I've had copyright issues with uh, like uh, Etsy and stuff before, but a lot of the stuff I could like definitely say is parody. So Mm -hmm. there's, yeah. But Mm -hmm. uh, Etsy has like original pieces I made. They're like, oh no, oh no, ooh, ooh, that's copyright. And, like, this is a picture that I like painted of my turtle. What?
1: Now, okay. Now, before we go, do you have um? What's your dream creation? What's your like thing that you? Let's say you had unlimited resources to create the most fucked up abomination that your your brain can conceive of. What? What? What's? What's? What are we doing?
2: I'm imagining like a whole. Have you seen the the art piece of the um of the robot that bleeds and cleans itself
1: up? No, I, I'm I'm gonna look I, that up.
2: I, I don't remember the, the official name of that. It's really cool. It's very sad. It's really cool. Um, so I'm picturing like a like a white room, and then uh on the floor just like entirely melted mannequins, but there's still like parts of their scalp. And tufts of hair, so you know what it was like supposed to be. Although it's, you know, just a pile of like skin tones.
1: Hmm. How long have you been doing this for? How does one even get into this?
2: Um. So, I I've, I've done art for most of my life. I'm, I'm 23 right now. Um, and I went to school for graphic design and like kind of kicked and screamed through the whole thing. But the time I was homeless. So I was like, well, I have to stay in college because, like, I don't have anywhere else to go. Um, so I finished that degree and then I left. And I was just like, man, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't really want a secret graphic design job. So I had uh, um, started doing this and I was lucky enough on on TikTok to kind of blow up a while ago. Yeah. Um, and that was able to like kind of secure my income. And I was like bouncing around couch surfing for a while, too, so I was I was really grateful to have that and be able to like figure myself out.
1: That's awesome. It sounds like you've been through a ton of bullshit. I'm glad to hear that you're you're thriving doing something cool. Thank you. What a casual underscore crow. All right, man. I'll check you out. I got a. Uh, do you have a picture on there of the Luigi Garfield? That's what I'm gonna be looking for.
2: Um, I'm I'm not sure. There might be. Um, can you make Ratface Stanley?
1: Can you make my? Can you put my head on Spider-Man's body and Scooby-Doo's legs? Yeah. Okay. I would sick. just
2: need to like either find all the parts or like order it. I I get stuff from like eBay and stuff too. Of people that are just like, well, I don't want to throw this out, and it's like broken toys. I'm like, ah, oh, parts.
1: Man, no, I love this. this. Sounds like a cool idea. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna check you out. Casual okay. underscore crow. All right. Crow, is there anything else that you want to say to the people of the computer, or to me, or to God before we go? <laughs> um.
2: Yeah. After sex, eat both of your butt cheeks. Have a good night.
1: Gag. Bless you, Crow. Thank you. Alright, my my feet, He-Man's, uh, legs, uh, Homer Simpson's penis, uh, Sonic's torso, and give me a, a head, give me a head, um, oh, the penguin from Surf's Up's head. Let's do that. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you. And you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp america's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash personally PrizePicks graciously set me up with an account for myself i made some picks for the nba and i did make a little extra money which i of course put safely away in a high interest savings account just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money, too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
3: Call from... Jay
1: Wally. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hey, what's up? Um... Not much. What, what's up with you? Um, yeah, it's it's
3: it's a it's a lonely night for me. Um, okay, and I was watching the stream and stuff, so I figured uh, I'd just call and chat with you.
1: What? You, what's? Uh, uh, why is it so lonely?
3: Um, I'm in a hotel right now. I'm on the road, o- away from home. Um, for work and, uh, I, I was just watching the stream and stuff. Uh, so yeah, that, that's why I, I tried to call and I didn't expect to, to be on the line right now. So I'm gonna, I'm kind of scared.
1: What, what are you traveling for? Uh, for work. Okay. What do you do?
3: Um, I, uh, I do boring government stuff, um, for, um, a specific place in the world. And, Canada. uh, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: yeah, um, all right. You work for the government of can- Does Canada have a government? I don't like Just can- What is going on over there? Do you guys do stuff? What's going on?
3: Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, we're just, uh, a bunch of happy people drink uh, maple syrup and stuff, but no, uh, it's like the it's like a USA 2.0, but with less guns and more thank yous.
1: More Kinda. thank yous do you, do do you feel do people say thank you more in Canada than in the U.S.?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I I went to the U.S. a little bit, and um, I mean when people order stuff in restaurants you rarely hear them say, oh, can I have this, please, and then thank you. It's more like, yeah, I'm going to get that. But in Canada, if you don't say please and thank you, you're like a big asshole,
1: you know? So do you, you're feeling lonely. Do you have, like, do you, in general, do you have friends and family?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's just that I'm like probably 10 hours away from, from my home right now, so I'm just, Staying in a hotel by myself tonight, but no, I'm I'm not lonely in general. I have a pretty decent family and a
1: really hot wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what the fuck are you calling me for? Go call your hot wife.
3: <laughs> oh, she's she, she's at a dinner right now, so uh, that's why I'm I'm lonely. She normally I would call her, but she's at a dinner with with well, uh, some friends.
1: By the way, that's a hilarious. The way that you described that was hilarious. You said, "I have a pretty decent family and a hot wife." So you have a, like, what makes them pretty decent?
3: Uh, Well, I mean, it depends of of, uh, your interpretation of pretty decent. But for me, pretty decent is like very, very good.
1: Okay, you know, Uh, what what's Cause when you say pretty decent, that's like uh, you you're like referring to your children as like they're okay, which by the way is just so you know a perfectly legitimate way. To oh no, but, but
3: um, uh, I I was more um, I was more talking about my extended family because uh, we I, I don't have any kids, I just have a a, a cat, um, a wife, and uh, just uh, like brothers, sisters, and parents. That's who I was referring to. Um, but no, we don't have any kids yet.
1: Okay, where did you meet your hot wife?
3: Um, you know, you're asking that question, and uh, I feel like uh, that's a great story to tell. I, I wasn't calling to tell that story, but uh, if you want to hear it, I can tell you about it.
1: Well, um, uh, well, you said, were you calling for something? You weren't calling for any particular reason.
3: Uh, not really. I figured I, I was just going to go on the fly and, and see what would happen. But now that you asked that question, uh, I feel like it's a pretty decent decent story to tell.
1: Okay. Well, now that I know that for you, decent is a good thing, I would love to hear the story.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'll try to make it short. Um, so I, I was uh, working out of the province. Um, and, and so for the American listeners... Uh, province is just uh, the Canadian word for state. Um, So I was working out of province uh, on construction back in the days, I'd say like 10 years ago. Um, And I decided to sell my car when I came back uh, from in in my original province. Uh, So so I, I put my car on sale on a, a website that's called Kijiji. It's like Craigslist, I guess, um, but we don't have Craigslist in, in Canada, so I was using that website. Um, so I, I came back home from work and uh, some someone came to visit me to buy my car. And uh, it's that hot lady that came. Um, so uh, we spent a couple hours together looking at the car drove and uh, then she wasn't sure if she was gonna buy it or not and she ended up deciding to buy it. Um, so after, because I'm a good person, uh, I provided her with uh, after sale consultation and some texts to understand how the car was going, if she, she was alright with the, the car and stuff. And a week later, we we went on our first date, and now uh, she's my wife. She's been my wife for ten years.
1: Oh wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. that's cool that you still find her hot after ten years.
3: Oh, I mean, we're 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 still pretty young too. So, um, like like I'm I'm twenty nine and she's twenty nine too. So, I mean, we're not really old. So. She's still hot, and I, I think she has a lot of hotness left in her, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So, when people ask where I we guess, meet,
0: yeah,
3: um, I say, Well, we we meet we met on a uh a car uh sales website, which is kind of weird, but that's how it happens. Some people meet on Tinder or Facebook dating, I guess we we met on autotrader.com,
1: you know. <laughs> Um, that's cool that you guys could... A lot of for some reason, people are like, uh... They, they think of 29 as, like, old. Which is crazy to me.
3: Uh... Yeah, I mean, they... Some people do think that it it it's kind of old, but... For me, I, I don't think of it like that. I, I still have a... Because one thing I noticed is that... When I turned 18... I, I, I feel like everything after that is just a number, like I, I feel like I stayed pretty much the same person from 18 to now, but I'm just getting older with the number, and also my body is getting shittier, but like you know
1: that the brain
3: kind of stays the same, I don't know if you know when I, uh, where I'm, I'm getting at with that, you know?
1: Do you feel as though you're the same person at uh, 29 as you were when you were 19?
3: Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, a little bit more responsibility with, with, like, money and adulting shit, but, like, I still feel like I'm the same person. Because when you compare, like, 12 years old to 15 to 16 to 18, it feels like you're, you're a different person every step of the way. But, like... Now that I'm 29, when I look back at at, when I was 20, I feel like same person, just different age
1: number. No? Hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's good. Like, well, I don't know. I, I, every dude, I mean, for me, every fucking month of my life, I feel like I'm a different, uh, person. (laughs) Every month, I'm like, man, last month I was really fucking stupid. But this, this month, I'm a, I'm finally a real adult.
3: Yeah, and what what the, what is it that you did recently that made you think of yourself as, as a, a stupid person or as that you did something stupid? I'd like you to share that with us.
1: Oh, man, now you're the therapy gecko. Let me think. <laughs> That's a good question, man. That's a good question. I think, um. Ah, oh, man. Just a lot of, like, uh, like, I you know, yeah, like, I'll get into an argument with somebody, and then I'll be like, why was I upset about that thing? You know? Or, like, I'll, uh. Uh. I don't know. Uh, uh just, 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 I had a, fuck, I wish I had a more specific example, but just general irresponsibility that um, I I feel as though I uh, uh, I learn from each day.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But, I mean, if, if, if you're not really able to find, like, a really precise explanation, maybe you're not acting as stupid as you think you are, right, sometimes. Maybe it's just a matter of stopping, looking where you are in life, and being like, yeah, fuck, I got it, you know?
1: Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm too hard on myself. Yeah,
3: I mean, you're you're sitting. I I don't know. If, I I don't know if you're sitting at home right now or if it's like an office or anything. You, you don't you don't have to say that, um, but you have to look at w- what you built, right? You you have an audience right now. People are are watching you, and True. they're obviously entertained by what you're doing. So I feel like you should be proud of yourself, no? Huh?
1: Ah, oh, thanks man. Jeez. You guys really are a lot nicer in Canada. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to to represent my fellow Canadians uh friend well, you know.
1: Man, uh, you were, you re, no man, you really called in like I'm alone in a hotel. I thought you were like suicidal, man. You called in like <laughs> I'm alone in a hotel room I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like, "No, I'm no, 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 to, no, You know, be your friend for, you know, uh 10 minutes." And, he, and it's totally flipped. You've you've fucking um, you know you got into my brain. Yeah. Help me well,
3: out. I, yeah. It, well, I mean, the helper always needs to, to get help once in a while, you know.
1: What part of uh, Canada are you in? Do you, do you are you are you anywhere near Toronto or Vancouver?
3: Uh, no, neither of neither of I'm uh, from the the uh, only uh, French part of Canada.
1: Oh, uh, Montreal. Uh,
3: well, yeah. Well, Montreal is is the the biggest city of the province. Yeah, it's. Uh, do you? I do yeah. you
1: speak? Are you like? Do you speak French?
3: Uh yes. My first language is uh, French, but I I did work uh, for over three, four years in uh, English provinces, so yeah. I'm, I was able to learn English that way.
1: Well, it's funny because you, I, you, your accent sounds Canadian, but there's you also do sound a little European. Maybe like like I would like if you told me you were German, I would believe you.
3: Well, oh, I, I, I guess that's uh that's probably the 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 mixture of Canadian and, uh, and the the French Canadian, yeah. And I, I also learned my uh, English in Alberta, so it probably sounds a little bit uh, redneck Canadian. Uh, that's probably a a reason too so i have like probably i guess three different accents in there
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. so what does your wife do if you i still don't really know what you do uh, you work for the government
3: yeah that that's pretty much it um i I feel like it it would be too boring and or complicated to get into that and in in that call and and that's not really the important thing. But uh, my uh, lovely hot wife uh, works um, in, uh, I guess, in a hospital, uh, healthcare kind of kind of thing. Uh, she do tests for hearts, brains, and nerves and shit. Some smart people thing that I can't really understand, you know. Sounds hot. What?
1: I said it sounds hot.
3: Yeah, it, it kind of sounds hot because one one of the tests she actually does is um, for uh, for I, I guess guys in general that have um, problem for their uh, for for their wieners to go up, you know, erectile yeah. d- dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a test that um, she puts uh, electrodes on those guys' penises and she fucking shocks them. Have you ever asked
1: her to do that to you?
3: No, Um, I thought about it, but I never asked her. Um, But now that you say it, I mean, I guess I I should. I
1: well, I don't know. I don't know if is that. um, I think in in the U.S. at least, like there's a you can't like be uh, the the patient of one of your family members. I think, like, you yeah. can't have, like, your dad be your doctor and shit, but, like, I don't know, Canada, there's no fucking laws or anything, so you could probably do it there.
3: Yeah, well, with, like, I mean, if, I, I don't know if you have a girlfriend or not, and, like, you don't have to divulge that information, but, I mean, if you had a girlfriend, and so, she she was to, to be, like, a professional at shocking penises with, yeah would you like and and there's no like there's no issue with uh, like policies and rules and regulation and like she's free to do anything she wants would you like ask her to shock your penis Uh,
1: mm, mm. well your your wife is she shocking hard penises or soft penises no no like- <laughs> she's she's I assume well if it's cause if it's guys who are having erectile dysfunction I assume I assume she's shocking soft penises to make to like wake him up make him hard again
3: yeah I, I well I mean I'm not really sure but I, I guess if she's doing it because they can't have a boner I mean yeah. I I guess they're doing it to test the nerves. Okay. On, I have an answer. I teeth. have an answer
1: to your question. The answer is no. And here's why. Because um, yeah, I'm listening. One of, one of two things is going to happen, right? Either I'm going to like it or I'm not. And if I don't yeah. like it, it's probably going to be an unpleasant experience for me. And if I do like it, now I'm going to have to fucking shock my penis every time I want to uh, come. And so yeah. I would... I would rather even if like it was some undiscovered thing that is is very sexually pleasurable, I'd rather be ignorant to it because um if if I realized that's what I was into, I'd have to buy a bunch of expensive equipment and I'd have to re you know go wash the pads every five you know times and it'd be it'd be a whole thing, so I don't think it's a beneficial no benefit could come from it,
3: yeah.
1: What about you? But, Would you let your wife shock her penis? I guess I, I guess I'd try it. Yeah, she's a professional uh, penis shocker. Yeah, I mean
3: she knows what is she, she knows what she's doing, right? What like, I mean, the question. I mean, I I feel like your response is is is, is not a great one. Um, Why not? Because I I, I feel like you, you decided to side more on 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 the, the fear side of your brain than like being adventurous. Uh, oh the, don't you think you're like, yeah, I, I feel like I prefer not to try just in case I like it. But what what's bad about liking it? You know, like w- what are you afraid of about liking your penis getting shot?
1: Dude, will you be my therapist? I, I actually need you in my life to tell me these things. <laughs> You're 100 percent correct. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know I don't know where. Over the years, I've like just lost myself. You know, I. You're right, man. You're right. I, 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 you know what? I'm being a little bit serious here. I, I do live a lot of. I, I, I you know, I, 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 put on a show like I'm, you know, uh, uh, not scared of anything. But I, I, I've been living by fear too much, and this thing that we're talking about right now of me saying that I would be too scared to shock my penis is a great example of that. And you're right. I needed you to tell me that. I'm going to try to stop living by my fear. Um, And if for whatever reason we we get into a situation where your wife asks me to shock my penis.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel like my wife would, would ask you to Shock your penis, but I I was more talking about like your wife if you had one, right? Like, it, my wife unfortunately is not for rent or for sale, um. So that's that's number one. But I I would encourage you, um, to find yourself a wife that could shock your penis. But coming back to the,
1: that fear, I that need a said, picture of you with that quote underneath it to look at every morning <laughs> when I wake up.
3: <laughs> do, do you think that the the costume and the face paint you put is no. is a way for you to like express your personality without actually being yourself because Yeah. You're afraid to express who you are while being yourself? No, it's not a
1: fear thing, but it's a I mean, look, most most people who are going to hear this conversation right now, they hear it on audio so they don't even like know that I'm wearing a costume right now it's it's my voice it's me but uh, you know I uh, I mean as far as the costume goes uh, well I just hey, look if I if I had like a if I got on here and I was like hey folks I'm Lyle and this is the Lyle show starring me Lyle and you know I'd feel like yeah. s- such a fucking douchebag I don't want to do that and I like being a weird unexplainable uh, uh cryptid thing. Yep. Yeah. I'm like a little creature. It's fun. Yeah, and
3: that yeah, I guess and that that's how you were able to uh, become famous by being the therapy
1: gecko, right? What's in what's in the mini bar of this hotel? Uh do you mean like um in in
3: my room? Yeah. Uh, no, there's fuck all. Mini bars and hotels aren't really a thing in Canada, unfortunately, I guess.
1: There's nothing in there? It's just like an empty uh, refrigerator? Are you a drinker? Are, are Canadians big drinkers?
3: Uh, I, I'd say, it, yeah, I guess. I okay. prob- Probably more than in the U.S. Um... Yeah, yeah. I, especially, I'd say, in the eastern part of Canada. Uh, I guess we're pretty big beer drinker. Okay.
0: Um,
3: but, yeah. Um, mm, is,
1: right.
3: is, is, there, is, is there anything else that you wanted to, to share with me tonight? Uh, uh,
1: you're, you are you are really pulling the fucking reverse Uno card on me right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just so about to say, I was like, all right, what do I know about you? You, you have a hot wife who shocks people's penises. Yeah, um, You work for the Canadian government. Uh, you're in a hotel room right now. Wait, I forgot your name.
3: Um, you can call me Jay. Jay.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know, Jay, is there anything else? You seem like an interesting guy. I know that you're 29. Well, is there anything else that you want to say? Or tell us before we go. Not, no, I, I, I feel like uh,
3: I'll, I'll let some other people um, share their life story with you. But um, uh, it, it, it was great talking to you. Um, yeah. And also, fun fun fact, for the last week, I've been going to sleep uh, while listening to your podcast because oh, your voice cool. is it's so calming. Oh, um, thanks, man. And I, I know you're wondering, but no, I, I I, haven't had any wet dreams because I've been listening to your podcast. Why did you think I sleeping? was wondering that? Because I know you were. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I just know it. I, I, I read you like a book.
1: That's all. You know, I like you, man. I totally thought this was going to be a bummer and I would have to convince you to, um, you know, <laughs> fucking put the pills down. But you, you... You convinced me to fucking do that, so well. Thanks, but Thank you. Let me know um, what, what uh, you know, where where I can pay you for your services. Just kidding. I'm not gonna do that. But um, Jay from 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 the the French Canadian province. Um, good talking yeah. to you, man. And uh, keep living your yeah. your best life. Uh, do you feel less lonely now?
3: Uh, yeah, I do feel less lonely, uh, but. I I also hope that uh, you, you will from from now on you'll start uh, living your life um, a little bit further away from the, the fear side of your brain and okay. be more adventurous. All right. All right, I will.
1: I will. I don't I've need lost to touch pay me. Of
3: you don't need to pay me. You just you just need to to do that and and it'll it'll make me go to heaven,
1: right? I will shock my penis so that you can go to heaven.
3: That's great. My my hot wife and, and, and myself will be happy that you shocked your penis.
1: Hey, stay, uh, stay frosty, Jay. Hey, okay. you too. See, I know I'm going to like it. I know I'm going to like it. And then I have to f- fucking go on Amazon and search. I don't even know what the medical term is for a penis-shocking machine. And it probably costs several hundreds of dollars. But that's fear talking, goddammit. And I'm not living by that anymore. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by FunLove.com. Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. FunLove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that penis pumps cock rings chastity belts go crazy folks explore new possibilities pleasure zones and find your vibe at funlove.com funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products offering a wide array of premier brands of toys lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, therapy gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. To check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer, that's liquiddeath.com/gecko. Liquiddeath.com/gecko. Call from Caroline. Hello. Whoa. What's up? I got in. That's crazy. How you doing, Caroline? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Have we ever spoken before, Caroline? No, we have not. Well, uh, what's what's up with you? What's going on?
0: Oh, you know, just living life, trying to uh, exist.
1: Okay. Um, living life and trying to exist. That's the best thing you could ever try. That's really That's really what everybody's doing, whether they know they are or not.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: Um, it's totally cool. If not, we can, uh, you know, just shoot the shit. But is there anything in particular that you called in to want to talk about?
0: Yeah, actually. Uh, so uh, have a therapist IRL, but why not talk to a gecko, too, about it, you know? Sure. So <laughs> uh, I'm a lesbian. Woo. Uh, and I've been dating my girlfriend for six years. Nice. And we are trying to start getting into like open relationship stuff.
1: Ooh, okay. And it's really scary. Mmm. Mmm. Um, tell me tell okay, so tell me what the uh what led up to the trying. Who who brought it up? What what how did you how did you get here?
0: Um I, she brought it up first, actually. She, um, so again, like about a year after us dating, she was just kind of like, hey, I think I'm asexual. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, but I like what we have going on. And we've been riding that for, um, about five years. Really? Yeah.
1: Mm, Okay.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It's just one of those things, like, the more I've looked into it, the more I've realized other people deal with this. And I wanted to become like a norm of like, hey, like it's okay to be non monogamous.
1: Mmm. So your girlfriend, so your girlfriend told you she was asexual you said five years ago, and so um, have you not had sexual? Probably in five about then?
0: Oh no, no. It's been it's been pro- uh it was January of last year, not that I'm keeping track.
1: Okay. <laughs> And so was it so did she bring it up as kind of a like listen I am asexual and I know that you have a a desire which I cannot fill and I, I I, Love you and want you to be able to fulfill your desire. So we should open open the gates
0: Essentially, yeah, like if she just she's she just knows that there's like things that She can't provide for me, but we have a very healthy and happy relationship otherwise,
1: right? So what you t- you're saying you're scared? Why are you? What tell me what the scaredness is about?
0: It's just the unknown, and also haven't like tried to date or flirt or hook up with anybody in six years. So you yeah. know that's kind of weird.
1: Well, is the, the is is the idea of like I don't know what your what the game plan would be, but is the idea of like going, uh, hopping on the Tinder or the, the, going to the club or doing whatever to try to go and, like, hook up with people? Is that, is that, like, an exciting idea to you at all?
0: A little bit? Like, I, I, I like, like, I like being flirted with. (laughs) So that's nice, but, like, I'm just a generally awkward person.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... yeah. Well, well, if you're, if the whole thing is like, oh, I, I'm, I hate the idea of going out and trying to get laid. Is that it? Or is that, oh, not it, but is that a part of it? For me? Yeah.
0: No, not really. Cause like, I don't know. I'm not so, like, I'm not really like a one night stand kind of person. I've done okay. it a couple times and it always felt really weird and bad. Okay. But That's also when I was trying to be straight and hooking up
1: with guys, and that sucked. So mm-hmm. no offense, man. Um. So, so then, what? Tell me, what is? What's your ideal situation? I guess someone
0: like that I'm like friends with. Is that we can hook up with? A little and friends with benefits be, like, situation. You know, yeah, but also, like, not, like, she, like, again, like, my girlfriend, like, she wants to be, like, aware. Like, it's not some big secret thing, but also I don't think she's, like, really wanting to be, like, oh, I have to know every single detail of what's happening.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. Are you, like, what's your, what's your therapist told you? You said you've talked to a therapist. What did they say?
0: That, well, we, we didn't get a ton into it. She was just kind of more... Affirming the like that it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be uncomfortable with things like this and like good job me and my girlfriend for trying to start something new and be open to communicate about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... She, I
0: mean, and she recommended a um, she recommended a, a book, an audio book I've been listening to um, called *A uh, PAN Panned... Pansecure by oh gosh what's the what's the author's name Jessica Fern. Pansecure by Jessica Fern. It's all about the uh, different consensual non-monogamy.
1: Hmm. Okay. What's it a pansecure?
0: Uh pan. P- yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. Polysecure. Polysecure.
1: Oh, polysecure. Polysecure. Okay. So you're trying to pa- yeah. practice what 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 they call ethical non-monogamy. Yeah. Okay. And
0: like. From what I've listened to of this book so far, it makes it seem like it's actually something that, like, a lot of people might benefit from. I'm sure. And, like, it's just not, like, a social norm, and there's a lot of, I guess, stigma around it and misunderstanding of what that means. Because there's so many—like, the things that I've learned from this book so far is that there's so many different levels
1: of consensual non-monogamy. Hmm. So tell me about the, like— like, is there a, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is a stupid question, but is there, like, a level that you identify with on these, on these, these levels that have been laid out for you?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That's not a stupid question at all. Um, I think it's kind of more of like, there's like monogamish
1: and slash Monogam- <laughs> monogamish. <laughs> is yeah, no, that's, monogamish? I hate it. It's, 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 it's I hate that that's the term because it sounds. No, like silly. what do you mean you hate that that's the term? That's a fantastic term, monogamish.
0: And also, I didn't come up with it, so I, I learned it. So. That's a great. I've <laughs> never
1: heard that before. That's a great term to describe uh, it's, something.
0: It's like you know, monogamish slash like open relationship where like most of the emotional um and uh you know, most of like the emotional support you get comes from your main relationship. Again, I I pardon anyone who's listening who I'm getting this wrong. I don't want to misquote the book. Um, But you get essentially your emotional support from your main partner and then any sexual support that you don't feel like you're lacking, you can seek elsewhere.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know... You said that the book is making you realize that, that uh, there's a lot more people out there doing this than, than maybe you had thought. And it's like... Yeah. I, I mean, f- dude, fucking uh, 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 human sexuality and, and emotions and relationships are like s- so infinitely complicated and very infinitely across the 8 trillion people that live on the earth that like, you know, to to confine it to, to one thing... Um, you know is a crazy is is to me a crazier idea than uh uh you know deviating from the norm um okay, so you're reading this book and you're like, oh I think yeah. I, I want to be monogamish um mm-hmm. wh- and so like do you have a i don't know a a a, a game plan at all of how you want to go out and meet? people or like uh how you want to kind of uh what what you want to do to move forward in this next phase of your relationship that you're looking into exploring uh
0: that's kind of what i'm figuring out there's this app that i downloaded i already forgot the name of it but it's for like people like looking for you know unconventional interactions and relationships and stuff And, like, I don't live in a small town, but it's also, not like, a big city, so, like, I kind of scrolled through the entire, um, (laughs) the entire, um, uh, listing, (laughs) essentially,
1: already. So, Uh, I don't think that's going to be the answer. (laughs) Okay, so you're not an app kind of gal.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, my, my girlfriend and I, we met on Tinder again six years ago so like Mm -hmm. i like i do believe there's there's something to it sure and i don't know i don't even remember how to meet people like i've just been in a a relationship for so long so
1: you know it's a weird it's It's a weird weird thing um being single because there's uh there's excitement to it as well as anxiety to it
0: yeah and the thing is like it's I don't know. It's kind of the excitement of being like, ooh, like maybe this will be something, but also not because I have a lot of support and stuff that I need already. Right. So I'm not, I don't know. Right. I I was out with some friends the other night and like one of them who's by, she was like kind of flirting with me and I was like, oh, wow, I forgot what this is like because she's like aware of the whole becoming open situation i don't think she's actually interested in becoming a part of that but i was just okay like, oh How so did nice that to be flirted with by someone else that's so nice
1: okay it felt so it felt nice to be to be to be flirted with with this person did that did her flirting with you um kind of like um uh uh, uh make you because f- you said you were feeling scared about this whole thing and then here's a little yeah. sliver of it. You're getting you're you're flirting with somebody outside of your relationship. That uh, was that exciting to you? Did that did that help you navigate your your scaredness at all?
0: Yeah, I definitely think so. And also the fact is knowing that like my girlfriend is okay with this. Like, That's exciting. It was just kind of like it. it, it there was like no guilt involved.
1: Um. Hmm. And so... so like, um, it's, just, like,
0: it's like a whole new world because, like, it's just this whole thing where, I don't know, society has just told us, like, no, you're not supposed to do that. You're in a relationship. But, like, if the boundaries are set, you can act within those boundaries as much as you want.
1: Yeah, well, I don't... I think that, you know, it's... You can... Two two consenting adults can live beyond what uh, society uh, you know tells them is what they're supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know. Also, it's just like it's not. Who gives a shit? It's not anyone else's life but uh, yours. You know it, exactly. And um, people, I I've heard people say like, oh, polyamory doesn't work and whatever. And I have no fucking idea. Um... But not, yeah, nothing... No, not works. I honestly works. don't not, not, <laughs> the people, people like polyamory doesn't work. Nothing f- fucking monogamy doesn't work. Nothing f- it works. Nothing works at all. Uh... We're just giving everything our best shot. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's... I don't know. Life's weird, and relationships are weird, and I don't understand why we've made these rules that we live with.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um... I mean, look, and that's not to say that uh, people who who do have uh, conventional relationships, um, you know, are doing it nobody are doing it wrong. Nobody's doing it wrong. Oh no, abso- absolutely just, not. Like, absolutely not. Yeah, and, and there's there's just everyone's just fi- figuring out what works for them. Um, what is your name again? Oh, it's <laughs> Caroline. Caroline. How yes. many times did I ask you your name yeah, on this indeed. phone call? Just once. Just once. All right. Okay. Um. let's see well what what, uh, what's next for you Caroline what do you what, what's next in this journey that you're on
0: that's the part I'm trying to figure out it's kind of weird like and I just, I don't know my girlfriend and I had like a long talk about it yesterday about like alright like what does this look like and a lot of it is unknown and we're just going to kind of figure it out as we go
1: yeah, you know, I've t- I, I I take relationship calls on here a lot because it's you know such a um, it's not only the thing that people on here want to talk about uh, the most, but also just what everybody. I mean, people are obsessed with um, they're yeah. obsessed with fucking each other and being in love with each other, and you can tell that because um all every every song ever written is about um you know, a guy who wants to fuck a girl or a girl who wants to f- fuck a guy or be in love with them or it's, all everyone wants to talk about is, you know, um, uh, uh, the, rom- the just the general romantic sexual sphere of life. Um, and yeah, it's so, uh, and it's complicated. I don't think anyone ever has, I don't think there it exists to have it uh, figured out. You know, I'm not going to pretend that I have that's any the whole, that's idea. That's the whole
0: thing too, is like with, you know like again like the, the thing with society and like again the media with songs and movies and everything it's always like guy gets girl happy two people together and everything's perfect but that's not the case a lot no, of the time yeah,
1: no not at all um, like it's
0: so i don't know i just i don't know part of me just wants to put that out there for anyone who's like has dealt or is dealing with anything similar or will deal with it in the future like you're
1: not alone um, Caroline, is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Uh, uh, be chill and,
0: you know, live and let live.
1: Live That's and let got. live. Unless if you're, um, uh, an ant in my car. My car was infested with ants uh, a few months ago. Oh, no. F- well,
0: well, fuck those. Yeah. And somebody, there.
1: I hired somebody to kill all of those ants. I did not let those ants live. So I can't. As
0: someone who's had an ant infestation in their car as well, they deserve to die.
1: So there we go. We put a little asterisk next to, next to live and let live that needed to be there. Thank you very much, If you're Caroline.
0: human, then yeah, bye. <laughs>
1: oh, you <laughs> Have a good night, Caroline. Thank you. You too. You know, I bet ant. I bet ant relationships. I bet you know. I'm talking all about how relationships are complicated. I bet ant relationships aren't complicated. I bet ants. Well, ants talk. to... they do the little antenna thing? But I bet ants just kind of fuck, and that's it. I don't think ants get married. Do or are, are are animals monogamous? People have done research about this. I'm sure, but I don't. I don't know. I'm just a guy in a gecko costume. Pontificating about science, that I'm really sitting at a computer. I could Google it. I'm gonna Google this right now while I'm on the stream. Hold on. We're gonna put this in the podcast. Are animals monogamous? Uh, okay. Um, oh, apparently wolves, animals that mate for life, gray wolf. An alpha male and his female partner are basically a power couple in the wolf um, place. In wolves. Monogamy and animals. Now I'm on Wikipedia. Um, there's social monogamy. I just realized I'm trying to put this as like a one-minute end, end book to this uh, phone call. But... There's too much information here. Just go to the Wikipedia page for monogamy in animals and, um, you know, scroll down it for about two seconds and then go play Minecraft. The relative size of male testicles often reflect mating systems. All right, I'm going to get off of this.
0: (laughs)